0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Conquest Trader Podcast. If you don't know who I am already, my name is Otavio. I'm a day trader. I've been trading for profitably for the last two years now. I've taken my account from $3,700 to almost $400,000 now. And today I have my first ever guest, Mr. Austin Rivera. Um, And I've known this guy since sophomore year of college. And so we go back a while now. We've been training in the gym for the longest time. And Austin, do you want to give yourself a little bit of an introduction here?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Otavio. Um, Yeah, my name is, as Otavio said, Austin uh, Austin Rivera. I am a recent graduate of UC Merced, just like Otavio himself. Uh, I've been training for nine years now. I'm considered one of the top amateur bodybuilders and top uh, individuals within my age demographic in terms of health and training and bodybuilding knowledge and nutrition and advice and um, my expertise lies beyond that as well, in terms of politics, in terms of uh, video games, Star Wars. So that's where that's where me and Otavio's friendship really hit it off ever since I met him when I was a a first year. Um, he's been a a great individual, an outstanding citizen, and uh, i'm I'm proud to be his friend, and i'm I'm happy to be on this podcast. So, yeah, I look forward to the conversation we get into. and yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, yeah, thanks for that. That's awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, so awesome. what got you? Let's let's give people a bit of a background here. Um, so we met sophomore year, and yes. when we first met, it was at the gym. Mm-hmm. That's our shared interest, and that's really like your niche. Um, so how did you get into lifting? Why is that yeah. such a passion of yours?
1: Yeah, so I've always had a a fascination of like weight training and lifting and muscles. I mean. You know, growing up, you see all the superheroes, the the Batmans, the Supermans, the, the Captain Americas, and you see these superhuman uh, physiques where, you know, as a kid growing up, you're like, dang, that's cool. And I thought that was cool. And especially I'd say my biggest influence in like who I am, what I believe in would be, I'd even say like Arnold Schwarzenegger, because I, I distinctly remember, actually, there was a, a certain event, I was at my uh, grandmother's house. And my cousin, Gabriel, like we were, I I was hanging out with him. He's much older than me, but um, he was playing his video game system and I was like bugging him. Like, Hey, like, let me, let me, let me join the game system. And he was like annoyed or whatnot, but you know, you know how it is with like cousins and whatnot relatives. Yeah. 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 So what he did, he was, he gave me his phone. Like, I think it was the iPhone, like three or four is like way, way back. And he just said, I'll go on YouTube and just watch something. And I saw one of the recommended videos was the Terminator soundtrack. So I clicked it and I'm like, Oh, this sounds cool. But then I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was like, <laughs> Who is this guy? And this was when I was like, I'd say in fourth grade or so. And I did a whole school report on him and I was just so enamored. I was like, wow, here's a, a, a person that, you know, not only does movies and he, like I saw him in this like thing, Terminator or whatnot, but. What, he's a bodybuilder? Like, what, what is this? He's a governor? Like, what? 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 Governor of California? He's our governor right now? So I really just started, like, delving into his whole life, and that's really where it kick-started right there, where I saw that, and I was just so, like, enamored. Like, I was like, dang, like, this is such a, a cool life, because I've I'm, I'm never been a, a person who just wants to do one thing with their life. I want to do many things. So to see that, I took a lot of inspiration, and even to see, like, how you know, confident he was, how assured he was within himself. And, you know, the ideal image of what, you know, we talk about, like even when we had the discussion a little earlier about like Barbie and Ken, like, it's just like what it means to be a man. And I I saw that image and I was like, dang, I want to aspire to be that. So that's basically where it started. And then it branched off from there. Of course, you know, you learn your, your Ronnie Coleman's, your Dorian Yates, and then you start getting deeper into the rabbit hole. And now, Nine years later, you know, I, you know, I'm, I've been very happy down this path. So that's basically how I got started.
0: Dude, yeah, you're, you are an absolute inspiration to yourself. Like, I know people at school would just talk about you. My my girlfriend's roommates, they were enamored by you. Like, they would they, they would have this, like, obsession. Like, oh, my God, like, there's Mr. Olympia. There's Austin walking around. And yeah, you yourself, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think you've really started to embody, um, that kind of Arnold mentality where like, there's Mm -hmm. really nothing you can do. you can't do. Yeah. Like you, you and I talk about like your overall goals of how you want to reform um, the public health system Mm -hmm. and thinking about it more and more, I kind of realized that some of my closest friends are the ones who are looking to just reform how we educate people in different things.
1: Yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I
0: really, I think at this point, like our education system is starting to fail us Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's just overcharging for no reason when you yeah. can learn a lot of this stuff online people aren't educated on their health people aren't educated on their finances and yeah I, just I told the story
1: yeah and, and that and that's something where you know I, I feel like what's interesting though there's there's like nuance towards it as well because you know despite the issues of the education system it brought us together because we went to the same university and yes. through that we we kind of branched off and we're doing our own things and and it's it's not necessarily for like recognition. Like even to this day, people will come up to me like, "Hey, how do I train like this?" "Hey, how do I do this?" "Hey, how?" Do-? And I, I I'm still kind of like, even though it's been going on for a while, it's it's kind of kind of surprising me sometimes where I'm like, "Dang, you know, people want this knowledge." Like the the need is out there, and I mean that's why you started Conquest Trader. That's why I'm I'm pursuing the the public health field as well because. There's this this need is out there because people are hungry and they're right. They're, they're not happy with how things are going. So it's up to people like us and to, to inspire other people to get up and see what who they are in the world and see what's their place. What, what value do they bring to society and making it a better place? Because, you know, like I said, people are are, are frustrated with how the system has basically uh, screwed them over. And that's not to say, you know, things are all dreary because I mean, we've had amazing opportunities, but at the same time, things can be much better, especially for, you know, the people we look out for. So yeah, I, I would say it's, it's been a, it's been a, a journey and it, we're still not at the end because your business has just started. I have yet to compete in person in bodybuilding. So it's just, you know, it's just continuing what we've always done, who we are as people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's uh, it's just the beginning. And, I, I never really understood that kind of perspective that you had where people are always approaching you asking about these things mm-hmm. until I started talking about the money that I've made. Um, cause I kept it, I kept it, you know, uh, uh I kept a secret for three years. Um, yeah. and I just didn't talk about, I talked about it a bit for the first year when I first started where I wasn't really making any money. And, um, and people are like, Oh yeah, that's cute. Whatever. It's like, you know, Like, Oh, I'm going to do this one day. Like, Oh yeah, that's cute. But like, have fun with that. And then I just kind of stopped talking about it because no one really seemed to care. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then, you know, maybe a year ago I started talking about a bit more and people are like, wait, really? And I'm like, well, yeah. And then all of a sudden I just, that's all the questions I get. Like no one, (laughs) no one approaches me to talk about anything else. Yeah.
1: And isn't it interesting how like, you know, when people will literally view you different because you know, this is just what you do. This is what you enjoy to do. This is what you know and you're talented at. And to some people, it's like, oh, I got to wake up every day to trade. Oh, I got to wake up every day to go train. I got to eat this certain food. So oh, I got to watch them. Mm-hmm. A certain way. But to us, it's like very natural. And, and we're almost trying to teach people it, that it, it really comes down to the basic form of just discipline and consistency and through training over years and years and years and studying your craft. And a lot of people don't want to do that, but those are the steps that it takes to be a a successful trader or a successful businessman, or even doctor, lawyer. Think about that. Like if you want to be a doctor for those like who we went to school with, they are, they go through a 13 year process in terms of their education. So if it takes that level to get to towards there, what will it take to, you know, be a successful trader, but there, there's always certain principles that you can follow from straight from the beginning. And of, of course, we can get into that in terms of like training, but um where you could be successful right off the start, where you learn from the best, but it's all, it, it's kind of just shifting through who has what proper knowledge. And that's not to say, you know, we have everything right, you know, but at the same time, you know, we, we really are, you know, masters of our craft at this point. So, and it's interesting that you also mentioned that, um you know, people are like, oh, really you do that? Like, yeah. Like I'll tell you, like, this is who you've always been, like, since I first known you. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that people have, like, changed their perspective on you.
0: Yeah, and it's, um, I, I think when it comes to becoming, like, this type of person, like, I think there's such a, the story people tell themselves where I have, you have to find that your passion first and then start pushing forward mm-hmm. on it, and that's cool if you already have your passion, but a lot of times, like, you don't have that passion and so it really is just discipline and hard work because either way it's going to be discipline and hard work to actually get yes, to where you want to be 100%. but you know if you don't have that passion you still have to do it and then you'll find the passion anyways you know i, I doubt stonemasons back in the day or you know artists when they first started it's it's probably brutal it sucks but they find the passion within the work because there's art within every single work like you know oh yes yeah people, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, people just see bodybuilding as like, oh, you're just putting on muscle, but no, like you're refining everything. You're staring yourself in the mirror and looking at everything and seeing how you could fine tune things and just slowly but surely you create this just artwork of within your own body. And then with trading too, you have all your strategies, you have all your technicalities and stuff like that. You're really just refining your own mind and becoming better and better. Um, But yeah, you you just kind of curate everything.
1: Yeah. And that, that's what's interesting too about it because we got to almost break down and analyze why you do the things you do, because I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't really understand that where you, you sit back and you reflect, why do you do the things you do? Why do you, why do you think the way that you do? Why, what are the habits that create these thought patterns? And it all comes down to, like I said, discipline and consistency through action. So through actions is where you know results happen in the real world trading doesn't happen for anybody i mean like you like for me someone who's like passively interested in it i haven't played an active action-based role within it so i haven't made any money so it's the same thing in terms of training if you want to improve your body your physique your mind you have to bring that action by getting up every day making the right choices in terms of diet and nutrition making the right choices mentally setting yourself straight throughout the day saying okay what can I do to make myself better what can I do to make my community better what can I do to improve the way that we live here and and it's all perspective because at the same same time people don't want exactly this this vision some people just want to do their own thing which is fine but you know for those who want to follow down this path there's steps that it takes so I don't so um you want to get into kind of like how uh bodybuilding can like improve life like uh, like g- give me your perspective otavio because you know uh starting off when we first met talk about like how your training has progressed since then since you've implemented some of these like ideas that i've kind of given you
0: oh um well when i first started when we first met i was just powerlifting, yeah and my whole mentality was just doing the whole optimal style of training mm-hmm. um you know sub-maximal lifts I was, you know, training at, you know, 60%, 50, 80% of my one rep max. And I just kind of, like, never really going to failure or anything like that. And I was getting stronger. Like, um, my develop was definitely the best thing I had. I, I I, ended up pulling, like, over 600, I think. And then – but then I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, shit, I'm still small. And <laughs> so I kind of – like, yeah, I kind of realized, like – You're like, yeah, because,
1: yeah, strength is one thing, but then <laughs> – physical this yeah. is another yeah
0: i was like oh well what did i actually start because when i was in the gym and i had all those all those powerlifting friends like yeah the numbers mattered but as soon as you leave that area no one no one knows like what that means like oh i i bench 315 like n- most people don't even understand what that means They're like oh is that a lot um
1: yeah it sounds like a lot to some people like and and that's yeah. what it's like it, it it's less because like even when you go for strength like we've seen dudes who maybe like 150 140 and they could pull heavy numbers but no one would know but then you see some dudes who are just massive and even if they don't press a lot or or, or squat a lot or deadlift a lot they still look ginormous so it's almost that that complexity where uh where you were almost like dang which path do I follow like do I yeah. chase the strength or do I want to you know re- refine and improve your physique
0: yeah and and to be honest i think that like, especially with your case and what I've experienced since I switched my training up to kind of what you do. Um, if you just go for more size, like the strength will follow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent.
0: and Like that, you might not be, you're not going to be fine tuned, but that's just a matter of like, you know, peaking for a, a week or two and then you're good to go. Yeah. But you know, you'll have the size and the strength. Like I, like I haven't seen like someone that's massive, that has a massive chest that cannot bench three plates.
1: Yeah yeah
0: like yeah you don't see people with massive backs that can't row through place like it, it just doesn't happen it's not you're not going to magically bump into 20 pound dumbbells and just become this monster
1: yeah because like you see like i give you an example like ronnie coleman some of the densest most like freakish like grainiest with cross striations and, and mm-hmm. thing and immense detail and just like you're like how 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 can a human back be like like made like that yeah, it is done through heavy training. But it's the way yeah. how you perform the heavy training. Are you going for, you know, PR one rep max or the, the supposed RPE seven, like, like, it that, that doesn't really help and improve the physique. But when I feel like the system that you know, we both go on and towards is not necessarily an emphasis on overall volume and intensity per se, like individually, but more of those combined, everything combined, taking everything that you know in terms of drop sets, pyramid sets, supersets, uh, uh, high high days, low days, combining that all together into almost like a, a feel-based mentality. Where you trust, yes. you, you trust your instincts, and and if you can go heavier on a set, you do it. If you can push five more reps, you do it. If you can't do five more reps, then you don't do it. So it's really yep. trusting your own body and, and your ability to work. And I feel like people, you know, would rely on like a program where it's, oh, let me do three by eight. And then they're not seeing the results that they want. And then they go around and say, oh, like what's going on? But at the same time, you know, I, for me, I've seen my physique tear through the roof in terms of what I thought was possible. You know, naturally in terms of like, when I was starting implementing my sets of, 20 or even mm-hmm. sets where I would just go and I, I, I wouldn't even know how many reps I do, but it wasn't also was, yep. was fatigue. And it was more just thinking about how does it feel than in terms of, let me just move weight from point A to point B.
0: Yeah. That, I think that's the key word right there. The point A to point B versus mm-hmm. it's, it's not really about the weight on the bar. It's the weight on the muscle. Yeah. Um, And so you can make lightweight really hard if you really want to, but at the same time, if you really want to grow fast, you're gonna have to make mm-hmm. heavy weight be put on the muscle itself and not just on the system and just move it up and down. Yeah. I think that was the biggest difference for me. And you know, if you're if you're just putting weight, let's say, you know, on your on your fulcrum points for deadlift or whatever, you know, you have a very optimized deadlift form for, you know, sumo or conventional, mm-hmm. it's not gonna it, it doesn't hit the muscles the way it should. And then at a certain point, your optimized form isn't going to lead to more muscle growth. And so you're going to plateau. But yeah. if you're constantly adding, you know, the weight to the muscle itself, it might be a little harder in the beginning, but it's not going to slow down your growth. I've I've added in the last, um, I switched over to kind of like Dorian style training where I only do like one top set, very short workouts and I rest quite a bit. So I go, I work out one day, rest another day. And I just go mm-hmm. flip-flop like that. And, um. I'm seeing the best growth that I've ever had. I have more time to do work. Um, my recovery is on point. And in the last three months, I've added a hundred pounds to my squat with with reps. So like now I went from 405 for like sets of like eight to 10. And now I just hit 500 for a set of eight in three months. It was absolutely yeah, it's insane. Incredible. But yeah, but people don't want it. But that type of training, it also takes, you know, you, you're not following, like, oh, I'm going to do a set of eight today. You're following, okay, how far can I go mm-hmm. with this weight right now?
1: Yeah, how do I feel today? Like going in? And, yeah. Okay. Uh, my goal is 405. I, I might do five, I might do 10. But we'll see, we'll get there. Yeah. And we'll it's see. going through that, that it's almost like a, I actually like to call it more like a, a spiritual journey, where you almost like break things down into energies and and it, and it's a very nuanced way of thinking about training. Cause like you mentioned earlier where people just like show up and then that's it. Well, yeah. that's not what it's about. It's literally getting into your craft, understanding the, like the why behind it. And yeah. And, and the, another thing, the to boot too is like, people don't even like, I, I'm an advocate for overtraining, but there's a certain point to it. Like when I mention overtraining, I mean, like if you're at the gym, it's okay to go all out. But in terms of recovery, those extra days of rest, I thought, it's probably been the best thing for you in terms of strength, because you're able to deplete the muscle. And by the time you're yes. back in the gym, your glycogen is loaded, is back, your, your muscles are fully recovered, your mentality is there, because since you, you've already had a day off, you're kind of hungry and itching to get back. So it's almost yeah. a calculated decision. And it also on top of that, like you mentioned, you have time for other things. So it doesn't encompass your entire life. That's another thing that we can get into too, where it's, you know, it's don't just be a bodybuilder. Cause I see this all across social media now and it's been a very big issue because I I've seen this cause I've, I've been in this game for nine years and I, I see this whole TikTok generation where people only revolve their whole life, social circles and everything around the gym. But I think it's something to be said of like, that's fine if that's where you find community at the same time though, I said, you gotta be a more, Grounded individual where you can have friends, yes, at the gym, but then friends at work, friends at school, friends in trading, friends in, you know, in your interests at, at home, like if you play video games or whatnot. So it, it's just learning, like I said, who you are as a as a person and expanding. And and I I just feel like in terms of understanding why you are with the people that you're with too, because that's a big influence as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think to push off on that point is a lot of the friends that I have, they have these character traits that they developed either from mm-hmm. the gym or from other areas, but it serves them in every aspect of life. Yes, a lot of the aspects, traits that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of traits that you need in order to be successful in the gym are the exact same traits you need for trading. The yeah. exact same traits you need for everything else. And I think I've seen Arnold talk about that Personally, where you just you just have to have that discipline in every single aspect because it's like a muscle. You're constantly working it. If you let it go, you're not going to be able to hit it in other areas that you really care about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, a lot of the stuff that I had to push through when I was learning how to trade, it was the same kind of mentality I had to learn when I was pushing harder in the gym. And so I tell people that when they want to learn from me, um, especially people that are that I've known from the gym, they come to me and I'm telling them, I'm like, well. You know, you're very disciplined in the gym mm-hmm. and that's going to carry over for trading. Oh, it does. Can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think in, you know, when you're trying to find other friends in other areas of your life, a lot of times the niches are going to cross.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: like, so, you know, you and I, for example, you know, you have this loose interest in trading, very high interest in the gym very high interest in star wars i am if you guys don't know i'm obsessed with star wars myself i'm surrounded by all sorts of legos and lightsabers um and it just it kind of comes together and that's where things start to expand because you know all these different areas that we're interested in they promote the same kind of things right yeah like if you look deep into star wars the mythology it's uh you know the, the the jedi code it's um talking about a lot of the things the mentalities that you need in order to keep growing
1: yeah, the, the discipline, and the, the, the philosophy behind it. And and that's that's something where you find the commonality in, in who we are as people. Because there's something to be said about following the Jedi code. I mean, like, we can get into the whole why the Jedi were flawed in prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, look beyond that. Look beyond the story that's being told. But what are the themes? being told like what are the themes being taught there because i mean right now i'm actually watching uh avatar the last airbender for the first time and a lot of the writing is so similar and it's i'm like dang and they're almost referring to like asian cultures which then is a play on religion and there's this common thread in the in the whole world where it's there's a, a need to do good a need to to be good to be an outstanding citizen to be a person with high values and morals and You know, values and morals is, uh, uh, I would even say subjective, but there's an objectivity in it where there is something across all cultures, all forms of media where there's this inherent good. And it's it's you need to follow that in terms to have discipline, because by doing the right thing, the majority of the time, that's when you can find this this form of consistency. So it's just very interesting. Yeah, because. Think about all the friends that you you found throughout your life, Ottavio. and something that you you might see is you're like, dang, like like certain friends act the same ways. Like, there's a reason why you are who you are because of the people you surround with. So yep, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think well, that's another point where if you have friends right now where you have this goal and they're not catering towards that goal mm-hmm. and they're not supporting that. Um, maybe you have to expand your your social circle and yeah. find people that that will because i had I had friends groups where all they wanted to talk about was complain and victimize themselves about how the world was unfair and that the world was against them and that just wasn't the mentality that i needed to have in order to keep growing as mm-hmm. a person and so i just i couldn't be with them anymore yeah and like yeah it's hard but it needs to be done it, it is difficult. Like, yeah
1: yeah and and what what's interesting though is life is hard life is difficult it is life sucks, but it's the way you approach it. You you can let it beat you down, or you can continue forward and try to improve your life no matter your situation. I feel like that that's a, a the victimization comes in where people see how difficult things are. I mean, you see it all the time. If you know, you even just take a look at the news, you're like, Lord, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, what is going on? But at the same time, you know, it's like, do you let these things affect you? Do you let these things dictate your day-to-day decisions? Or do you try to push forward and, and shoot for your dreams, your goals, your aspirations? And, and, that, and that's where, you know, that's where the spirit of me pursuing the bodybuilding, or you doing conquest trader? That's that's where it comes in where we're like, no, like we can't, we have say in our life. You, We can improve our life. We can help other people and teach people these things. So- yeah it's very it's very interesting
0: yeah absolutely i think there was something in terms of providing value out there you know being successful in trading is is great for yourself um but objectively speaking like traders don't provide any value to society we're just playing with the system and we make money from it and we're not like we're not working we're not, we're not there's no production being made we're just We're not even investing in the company, allowing the company to have money to develop and grow the company even more because we take the money out within a couple of minutes. And so there was something deep in me after I was successful at trading where, okay, I had fulfilled myself and my goals, but Mm -hmm. I I felt like I wasn't providing any value. And so I started looking into, you know, how can I provide value? What am I good at? And I just, I honestly didn't know until someone else pointed it out to me and they asked me like, hey, can you teach me how to trade? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, Let's see what we can do. And it turned out to work really well. And then they were like, you should teach other people. And so that's kind of how this whole thing started. Um, And so that's kind of the way I can try to provide value at this point in my life, at least, is just teaching people the skill that I've learned that's made me a lot of money.
1: Yeah, because there's something to be said, too, along with bodybuilding right there. Because, like, at the same time, bodybuilding is inherently selfish. Like, think about it. Like, you are... Improving yourself. That's not necessarily a bad thing. At the same time, it's very like centered within yourself. So there's other factors that, you know, some people might like to go have a very social life and party. Now you can do that while you're bodybuilding, but if you want to reach the most results in terms of what you want. Then you have to live this almost groundhog day style where you got to eat the same.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You got to you got to sleep at the same time every day, and it's just controlling every one of those factors. But it, and that's that's the that's the nuance in it. it. It's where you understand, okay, who am I really doing this for? Why am I really doing this? And I, what what kind of impact can I have on other people's lives? Because those the same thing can apply to trading, where you are doing it for your own monetary gain your own well-being in life but then how does that help another person how does that affect another person and and that's where i'm saying like it it comes from the values that we've learned through shows like star wars or whatnot where where we see okay no you can use this to help other people and you can understand where it's like okay these are things we can teach other people and people do want to be taught because yeah. going towards your service people still to this day even 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 after I've, I've moved here that people still go up to me and say hey how do i how do i bench oh you you're strong how much you bench uh do you think i can bench like that like when i went to go yeah. to, some some dude walked up to me he was like hey man i, I was kind of like huh because i was i, I was just <laughs> my girlfriend I was like, huh? and he was like hey man how long you been training i was like nine years he's like man I have been not training for nine years, actually. Well, I'm like, you got nine more years to train. Then he was like, "Yeah, I'm <laughs> go tomorrow. Thank you." <laughs> wow, that's so cool. But yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I think you you made a point earlier where you were essentially saying that you know we we come up from this uh from this state where we're not we were never never really pursuing um you know the spotlight. And to this day, like, I, if I could get people to learn how to trade and, and just bring awareness to this, because uh, people don't even know, like, trading is a thing. But if I could do that without uh, without having social media and all that stuff, without trying to grow my presence online, I would 100% prefer to do that.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Like, you, you've just, seen me, because, like, you, Because like I do not like to post on social media. Like, I have to do it just to get my name out there and, and image. But I seriously dislike it. I'm being honest. Like I, if it, yeah. it, it, if it were to be how it used to, be, like you want to talk like Dorian Yates, he would
0: show. Yeah, that, that was that was the exact thought yeah. I just had. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Where he shows up, the competition wins and just leaves, and everyone's like, "Where <laughs> who is this guy? Where did he go?" And I've always really admired that, and I and that's kind of like I agree with that. It's like you know, the the glitz and glamour is good and all, but. You know, once you really see what it's about, it's not all that because I, I kind of experienced that at UC Merced where, you know, the moment I leave my dorm or my my, my apartment, everywhere you go, it's there's no breaks. It's literally, no. and, and it and it does get over and I'm like, dang, this is on a, a smaller scale. I can only imagine how it is for the people at the highest levels. Think about the people who are most successful in business. Think about the people who are most successful on social media, and the actors, and all of them. And it's like, dang how how do you yeah. manage this? Like, and maybe maybe it's just some people are not cut out for it. Maybe we're just not cut out for it. So it, we're gonna do it our own way. Or we're gonna do it our way.
0: Well, um, one one point that I heard from um, Alex Ramosi was mm-hmm. he was saying that because he was he was with the same mentality. Like he had no interest in the social media and stuff like that. But he had a passion for business, and he wanted to teach people actual business stuff um, and just real world content that's actually practical. And so he was talking to one of his friends, and they do um, they they were doing like uh, half a billion a year in terms of just liquid profits. Um, and they also had a similar passion where they wanted to just teach people how to do they think they were doing space in the in within real estate. And he was talking to them. And he was like, well, you have this mass social media. Like, isn't it horrible? And he's like, yeah, it is horrible. I get death threats like once a week. There's people trying to jump the fence of my house, you know, at least once a year. And and he's saying, but I have this mission. I have this mission where I have to show this value of the skill that I have to other people. And so the question is, is me sacrificing my presence going to be worth it to spread the spread this message that I have. And so that was kind of like the real question that I had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a very small following at the moment, but you know, I still within the, my local setting here, like people still come up and talk to me all the time and it's awesome. Like I love talking Mm -hmm. to people, but sometimes like I do miss that kind of um, anonymity where I could just walk in and disappear. That was always really nice. Yeah. But
1: yeah, but But I mean, it's,
0: it's just whether or not you're willing to sacrifice it
1: yeah and it's almost that that divergence where you're like what's my purpose like it's it's is it okay to endure these things is it worth it to me to endure these things and that's a question that everyone has to ask themselves and if they want to get within these realms but i feel like for us it's like we almost got to trudge forward you just got to say yes you got to do it yeah it's yeah
0: uh, we have what, this what
1: inherent like this inherent knowledge and value to, to provide the people and to really get it out there and and to, and to almost and i i this is what i even tell myself sometimes where it's like to not help people and to not say this is almost a selfish thing and if it's itself where yeah. you actually have something that is valuable that can transform people's lives and help them but you decide not to because you're afraid of what you see what i'm saying here yeah
0: absolutely yeah yeah, like how can you sleep at night
1: yeah and it's like yeah yeah, you have that that calling that responsibility almost and and like i said it almost likens back to you know the content that you watch
0: yeah yeah it really it changes the mindset that Mm -hmm. that you're that you're coming in at so let me ask you something what's what's your future looking like? What's your, what's your next year's goal? What's your next uh, five year? What's your next 10 year looking like in terms of your, um, your ideal goals to hit?
1: Yeah. um, Basically right now it's, I'm just getting my career done because that's the whole reason why I went to university was to get a secure career in terms of the realms of health and public health, because I have this very clear vision where, I really do see that the way for our society to improve is to almost empower the people, not to rely on other people to basically understand that you have power within yourself to improve your lives. And I feel like everyone almost reflecting inward instead of outward is would be the way to kind of move forward and and within our society. So. I just want to get my foot in the door in terms of public health, get my name out there in, in the professional setting. um, And then start my career. Um, And then in terms of bodybuilding, I just won a online competition for the Mark's max muscle invitational out of 32 competitors. I finished first. And if, yeah, if I had, thank you. If I had better footage, it would have been a slam dunk, but it was a slam dunk anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And, and, I've I've gotten a few individuals within the actual um, community like re- judges and whatnot, who've told me, if you decide to compete, you would be a professional right now. So it's just making sure I get into a, a stable financial situation so I can pursue it. But um, the way I want to almost approach my bodybuilding career is to do it on like any other where you know, most people they'll compete for the first time. And I see this all the time now where you'll compete and then you take a year or two off to grow and then you compete again and you take another two years to grow and you compete again and then you get your pro card and then you take another two to three years off to grow and then boom, you compete again. So you can qualify there for the Olympic. Uh, to me, I feel like that's not a, a smart way of resources and time. So, I'm just continuing to grow and develop my physique. Um, I have had probably the best body composition I've had in a long, long time. I'd say the best I've ever looked was on my competition prep last year. But um, yeah, terms- that was insane. Yeah, it, the the conditioning. And it, it's almost, you know, it's actually was a good thing. I will say this, that I didn't compete last year because I took that time to reflect and grow as an individual instead of just, competing for the wrong reasons because i feel like i was fueled by you know social media hype because my my mm. my medias was blowing up and i had all these all this support but then I, I i kind of went back i was like oh i'm doing this for the wrong reasons i'm not doing this for when i why i started this when i started this it was to show up leave an impact and and, and leave and that's not what i was heading towards i was heading towards more of like a a social media bodybuilder i never wanted to be that so i was like okay yeah let, let me let me let me let me um come back and then so now i'm bigger fuller rounder than i've ever been even in like when i was bulked up to like 230 240 last year um right now i'm barely like 205 but i'm just as big as i was at the peak of my bulk but then lean and super conditioned too so it's i'm very excited what i can bring so Uh, My intentions is to compete in 2024 in person. And and this is something to not just, Oh yeah, I have this show and I'm going to do it kind of like how it was last year, but to actually go and compete. So I I think I'll announce it now, but it'll be the 2024 amateur Olympia. Um, We don't know when the date is like it changes every year. It's either in September, October, November, December, but either September, October, November, December, 2024, Amateur Olympia, because I want to be there ready for everybody. Because think about this, the Olympia weekend is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The amateur portion is on Thursday on the same stage. It's all done on that Thursday day. So I'm like, dang, all the top coaches, all the top sponsors, everyone who's number one in the industry is there at the Olympia. So why not make my impression there? Why not start my competing professional eat right there get the pro card right there so because my intention and goal is to show up get the pro card bam win the pro card go to a pro show win bam go to the olympia oh my god damn yes back to back that's insane yeah and yeah that, and, that, and that's the goal and 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 that's that's where i'm seeing this and you know it's 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 interesting i because i have this very like weird thought within my brain where I always doubt myself that I'm not good enough, but clearly, and and even myself, I know I'm good enough. That I am like the future of bodybuilding. It's all about just doing it, and yeah. it, it and it's weird because like I mean, myself, I try to be very humble, and it's almost that's where I put myself down, saying you're not good enough, because like that's just the values I was taught and raised in, where it's like no matter how good you are and what you are, you always got to just put your head down be respectful and just keep working. And I I really see that where it's like, no, like, damn, I am like the shit in this, (laughs) in in this bodybuilding sphere. There's a reason why people come and ask me the questions that they do. There's a reason why, because like, it's so clearly ahead of anybody and the only people who compare to my physique in terms of like progression in their, competitive careers is the people who win Mr. Olympia. So it's, it's, it's complex. So I'm just, whatever happens, happens. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the journey, but I, yes, the, that my hat will be in the ring for the 2024 amateur Olympia.
0: I think it's a phenomenal strategy because the, when you mentioned what other people do, where they come in, go for two years disappear for two years, they're not using all of the attention that they get from winning at yeah. all. But you're just compounding everything, just back-to-back back within a single week. Yeah. It'll be insane.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be a storm almost. Yeah, just
0: lightning. Yeah.
1: Because a lot of these top people, too, they haven't seen me. I mean, like, a few of them have, and all of them have told me, like, wow, like, if you put your, like, if this is what you want to do, Mr. Olympia is going to be there. So... It's all about just kind of following through and doing it. And I feel like 2024, I'll be well off financially. I'll be well off to where I can, you know, really put everything into it, whether it be the, the supplementation, whether it be the extracurriculars, (laughs) (laughs) whether it be the, 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 the diet or the training and the nutrition, I feel like, and even just from a mental point where, um, there's there's one thing on like saying oh I'm, I'm I want to win this, but then there's another thing of I'm ready to win this, and I feel like in terms of where I'm progressing into a, who who I am as a person, I feel like next year would be the perfect time. And you know you people yeah. have moments. I had a moment last year. I had an opportunity to to make it, um, and I, I didn't take it. So I, this is going to be my next intended moment, and I I I, I intend to seize the moment
0: it's going to be even better than it could possibly have been last year
1: yeah 100 yeah. percent.
0: you want to talk about gear because i get questions a lot um when it comes to that stuff because like just so people have good perspective like you've been training nine years naturally
1: yes yeah i haven't and
0: people yeah
1: yeah Every. okay i'll tell you this i've even okay one i've never used gear so let's get that on the record Two, I've been getting that comment since a freshman year of high school. Like, I, you ask people back in my high school, I've been getting that comment for the longest time. But I'll show pictures like, I've had cap cap delts at 13, 14 years old within my first few weeks of training. So, this is just something that I've always had. So, in terms of like gear, There's a time and place for it. And I see this across all of social media and it gets under my skin, bro. Gets under my skin. How everyone just kind of says, oh yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah, just take trend. Yeah, you just take tests. A lot of people, oh, let's just take some. But it's almost like, why? Why are you doing that? Oh, for social media? For likes? For clicks? Like, what is this for? No. Like, this needs to be precision-based. Like, if you're going to make that decision, it better be for a secure business decision in terms of like your, 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 your content, I guess, if that's what you want to do, or if you're going to compete because everyone on the, up there at the IFBB level is on something everyone is. So in order to get yeah. there, you know, and that's a step that I decided not to take. Cause it's like, why? Like I'm not at that level yet. I'm not pursuing that level yet. There's no point. There's literally no point. I'm, I'm, I'm content with the physique I have now because that's the work I put in. I don't need your stuff to add it on for what to just spend money and never to use it actually to get money back. It's almost like in trading. Why would you just put money out and then not use it to trade?
0: Yeah. Just stupid trades just because you're bored.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh, you just want some attention. Like, like what is that for? What like you don't need like health and longevity because I'm public health as well. Like there's that need for health and longevity and, and trying to, lead and live a healthy life so and that's what bodybuilding was actually created to be like if you do, if you look back in the past when it was the charles atlases and the 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 eugene sandows or even yeah. like steve reeves the reg parks like they were very big advocates on health they were nutritionists they were scientists they weren't
0: yeah, the bronze era
1: yeah in the bronze era and, the, and those are the ideals that i feel like we should come back to where majority of people should yes like if if you just want to have a good physique, don't get into the PEDs. But if this is something you want to do at a competitive level, and you gotta be honest with yourself, because I feel like majority of people, especially now on social media, because they'll get some followers or went on attention, they think they're good enough to compete. But in reality, <laughs> you're not gonna turn pro. Like well, what, why why you why are you spending your health and your money and your time into not being something that you can be?
0: Yeah, push on your strengths.
1: Yeah, push yeah, on your there's, strength. So,
0: yeah. there's there's so many people. I even locally, like, I speak to people at the gym. They're like, "Yeah, this is this is my stacker." And I'm kind of like, first of all, you don't look like you're on gear. So why are you doing this?" <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: how many people we've seen? I thought <laughs> they, they'll tell us they're awesome. Like, are you for yeah.
0: real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're deadlifting four plates. Like, why are you on gear right now? Um, and and they'll tell me like like I've had people who. Ask me, like, should I jump on gear? And I'm like, I don't even know why you're asking this. I'm not even the person to ask. And they ask me stuff like that. And I'm like, well, like, why would you? He's like, well, this is my goal physique. And I swear to God that they show me pictures of fucking Tyler Durden from Fight Club.
1: Lord. And,
0: and they want to take gear to get there.
1: Meanwhile, they go six months consistently dieting and training, and they'll pass that physique.
0: Six months. You don't even need to bulk up, really. It's just a matter of cutting down.
1: Exactly. Just recompositioning your physique. Yeah. It and, and, and that's something we can get into where it's just people can basically, they don't have to do these extreme measures because, you know, when I, when, when earlier in the podcast, when I mentioned like nuance in terms of like training and whatnot, um, that comes at the advanced level at the top level where you're at my level, where you need to um, make the little changes, every little detail. But when it turns to for people who are just starting out or people trying to like improve their training and whatnot, who are beginner to intermediate it's very basic, actually like very basic, simple principles of just cutting and bulking Uh, strength training, not doing cardio or not. It's like, yes or no, almost. And then once you get these principles down, then you can start getting more complex. And I'm sure it's the same thing in trading for, the trading listeners because it's like yeah absolutely baby steps you start learning what it's about and then as you progress along and you start getting good at it that's when you can add the more advanced techniques yeah
0: like you like when when it comes to trading i always tell my students master one strategy first mm-hmm. you don't want to be this jack of all trades master of none thing where you know you come into the situation where you're like, oh, that looks familiar, but all of a sudden, you know, it takes a turn and you're in unfamiliar territory. Now you're just, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You're just throwing money blindly and you're just basically gambling. Um, so master one strategy first, because you can make a lot of money with just one strategy. Yeah. But the reason you add more is so you have better opportunities. You can expand later on. But unless you fully understand like the back of your hands, what it is you're doing with each individual strategy, you're not going to make money at all. And so take things step by step
1: yeah and and it's and it and it takes progression and and it's step by step so um oh and i wanted to ask you i before we get into all of that what are your goals because you know you like the, some of your listeners and viewers are like okay he wants to do this conquest trading but what what are your goals what where do you see yourself in the next year five years ten years
0: so within the next year um just scaling up the business kind of setting things up better to have everything a bit more automated have everything a bit more systematized right now there's a lot of inefficiencies especially when it comes to content creation that's my focus right now um you know the courses all the stuff was done like that's what i spent the first year uh working on and so now that i have the product actually done it's just a matter of content creation um getting more people to see it and then also anyone who's already gone through it getting their feedback and just making the product even better I'd say that's the first priority, but the feedback requires more and more people. Um, and we we have students have, have been successful so far and we have our one-on-one sessions where I talk to them and I'm taking notes as well um, and just taking out what they're saying and seeing how I can improve things. You know, I still trade consistently. So I'm looking at what I'm seeing in the market right now. I'm developing new strategies, making things even better. So that's my goal for the next year. Um, within the next five to 10 years, my overall goal is... 20,000 students. I want to see if I can hit that, hit that number within that time. And I think thinking long-term is very helpful. Um, You know, right now things are slow because I'm essentially the only one doing it. Plus a couple, you know, contractors that I pay to actually build out some stuff. But I want to, I wanted to see if I can make Conquest Trader a self-sufficient business. So I haven't put any of my trading money into Conquest Trader outside of an initial, like a thousand dollars. Um, Everything else has been fully self-sufficient because I want my students to have the same mentality in order to actually grow their own accounts. I don't want them to have to go and trade with, um, money that isn't theirs. I don't want them to have to go and run through the program and then have to go pay, you know, $300 a month for scanners, have to go pay, um, $300 a month for the simulator that they're trying to play on, um. Everything that we teach you guys, we teach you how to be voice self-sufficient, and so that's kind of the goal right now is just to scale up to that level. And it's just basic things. It's I have I have a sticker right above my monitor, and it says "Do the boring work" because that's it's gonna it's what it takes. It's yeah. just doing the boring work over and over and over and over again, and just and, doing and, more volume of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and what what's interesting about it too, it's like the the quote unquote boring stuff. It, it's not really boring. It's you got to do it every single time and time and time again. Think about this. Yeah. Davio, the same principles that you've learned in the beginning of training and beginning of trading have been the same as you do now. So by learning them correctly in the beginning, that brings, fu- that brings future success into what yeah. you do in terms of forward thinking. Because think about this. I remember two years ago, even last year, where you were talking about Conquest Trader, how you're going to create this program. It's here. Your program's here. Like the vision that you've had is now. And so yep. we talk about these things from five to 10 years from now. I don't doubt that it's going to happen because you almost spoke it into reality. And it's done through the di- discipline, done through the these principles of learning things from the ground up, building from the ground up, using your money for the ground up using your knowledge from the ground up so that's where you know people can start to build that trust within you into saying yeah he does know what he's talking about this is a a reliable service because i mean even for me i saw it within my own eyes where i was like wow albio had a vision he created this business and now he has a higher goal and that's something people should really implement into their own lives where they where they reach a goal but that's not the end goal you just set the bar higher and you keep going. Then you want to, I think you set the bar higher and you just keep going and going. And at the end you see how much you've elevated your life and you can look back and be like, wow, look at all this work I've done.
0: Yeah. You just look back, look at the mountain that you just, you just built and you climbed yourself the whole time. Yeah. I think a lot of people, if you want to get to a high level, stop focusing on the end goal and just think about the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about each individual process that you're going to need to perform and every action you're going to need to take in order to just get one step closer and just look down at the floor and just take one step at a time. And I know it's like people say that stuff all the time, but it's true. That's how it works. Like if I were to look at the gym and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go squat 800. That's, you know, that's two, that's I I don't know, like 250 pounds away from where I'm at right now. That's a lot of weight to actually get through. But if, I'm, but if I look at myself, I'm like, okay, next week, I'm going to go for another 10 pounds. And then two weeks later, another 10 pounds. Over time, it's going to come true. It's just a matter of just doing an insane amount of volume where it makes it unreasonable to not hit your goal.
1: Yeah. And and yeah. it's almost where you visualize within the moment what you want to perform and what you want to do. So I'll give you this example. like kind of the mentality that I have when I approach the gym. Like, for example, I went, I went in for back today and I was like, okay, like even last night I was starting to think, I was like, okay, so I'm back tomorrow. What do I want to hit? What needs improvement? So I I looked in the mirror and it wasn't even a a negative process here. It's just what needs to be worked on? What needs to be improved? Okay. yeah, My taper is pretty good, but I've been noticing now than less in the past that I'm starting to lose some of the thickness and depth that I used to have on my physique. I'm like, okay, so what can I do to improve the, the, the 3d look to the back? Because the width is there and the, the waist is a lot smaller than it used to be. So let's, let's add some density. So I was like, okay, let me, let me think of what are the exercises that are generally used for density. Oh, wait, bent over rows, deadlifts. So what did I implement today? Bent over rows and deadlifts. But then I even went into it where I was like, okay, what else needs work? Well, I know my arms have always been a weaker part. So let me throw in arms as well. Even though I just had an arm day yesterday, I felt recovered enough. And I was like, I can do more arms today. So I decided, let's do it. Let's just throw it in. And when I go to the gym, let's see how I feel. So I went in today. I was like, okay. So having that mentality, that mindset where I'm like, okay, I already know what I need to do here. But then once I'm in the moment, I rely on my instincts and then that's where it takes over. So it's almost having that game plan. Then when it comes to game time, boom, you let your instincts take over and you don't think. So I start warming up, doing my pull-ups and I'm like, okay, if I really want to hit these deadlifts and and rows perfectly, let me do some cable rows first to get the back pumped up instead of rolling right into the rows. So then I did the cable rows. I did the pull-ups till failure and I was like, dang, I feel good. Now let me go into the deadlifts and rows, and the pump was incredible. I went through that, and then I was like, okay, I really don't need anything more. I did what I, I what I wanted here to do. Let me let me leave. Let me pull out. Go straight straight into the arm training that I need to do. And boom, I hit that. used the rest of my energy there, and I was good to go. And 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 that's yeah. where it's almost you know these principles roll over straight into trading. Think about this: like you make a good trade, you, you did what you have to do. Are you going to get greedy? Are you going to keep going? Like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: exactly. It's the yeah. exact same thing. You, I for trading, it's it's the matter of you know you take the easy trade. Why would you want to go and try to trade choppy areas where it's difficult to understand what's going to, going on, what's going to happen, and make less money than you would make with an easy trade? Like, why would you want mm-hmm. to do that? For lifting, it's why would you want to go and keep pushing even harder and suffering? and just making it more difficult to recover for the next trading session where you're not going to trade as hard.
1: Precisely, yeah. Because it's almost like these things shouldn't be suffering and pain. And I guess, yes, it takes intensity and, and hurt and pain to grow. At the same time, it shouldn't feel like pain and suffering. You should enjoy these things. Trading should not feel like a, a big chore or a task. Like it should feel like, oh, it's just a normal part of my day. This is what I'm here to do, and, and let me just get it done. And yeah, yeah, and, and it's very, it's very interesting because like, I feel like people should also understand our, our mentalities, how we approach these things. Because uh, one question I do get a lot of the time is, well, how do you stay so motivated or how, how do you, how do you make sure you're so disciplined? How do you make sure, well, it's literally just the mentality. Cause there's days where I don't want to train. And, um, but like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, last week when I, after I did my whole move. I was like, "Uh, I'm a little tired. Like, (laughs) yeah, I hadn't trained in like three or four days because just just the whole move is crazy. So, um, but I was just like, I haven't, I don't really want to go. No, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you haven't gone in three to four days. That's why you don't want to go. Your body's used to not going. So, let Mm -hmm. me step out of my comfort zone and then go. And then when I went and I was done, I felt so amazing. And it's almost like, dang, like, I actually did it. And and there's certain things where instead of shying away from it, you almost, this is is the term that I say, you don't run away from the pain, you run towards it. It almost changes your mentality and it bleeds into other things in your life. Or, you know, you might be afraid to go talk to a girl. Well, if you weren't afraid to go do your deadlifts, then (laughs) you shouldn't be afraid to go talk to this girl or to go approach a certain trade or to create your business or to... Pursue your dreams and goals. So it literally all starts with these basic principles of yeah. playing consistency, and hard work.
0: And and the more you do, the more I this is from David Goggins where he has this mentality like where every every single hard thing he's gone through his life, it's just another cookie in the cookie jar. So when he's going through another hard thing, he can just grab a cookie and be like, Oh shit, I did that. And that wasn't this that was way harder than this, so I can get through this. Yeah. Oh yeah. okay. I think I think for my mentality, it's very similar. When you said, like, instead of running away from the pain, in my head, it always feels like when I'm in the gym or if I'm going to take some sort of risk, like, I don't really feel anything when it comes to trading anymore, but when I'm taking a risk, um, you know, with hiring a new marketing company or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, if I'm taking a risk with something, it feels like I'm about to fall. And I think I get that, that feeling in the pit of your stomach where it's like, you're like, oh, like, should I do this? And you start hesitating, you start questioning yourself. And especially when it comes to the gym, I just started teaching myself, just, just fall into it. Yeah. Just, like what's the worst that can happen?
1: Yeah. Like yeah. And, and that's almost like the, the, mental the, the, the way you got to break down things down in terms of your mentality, where it's like, what's the worst going to happen? Say you're squatting and you're dying. You've been there, I'll tell you where you're yeah. in a set and you're like, fuck like yeah but then it's almost like what's the worst gonna happen what i fall and the weight hits the spotters and then i get up and i'm okay like that's literally the worst that could happen so it's almost like no let me go let me go a little further let me let me go a little further especially if you have spotters there especially so that's where yeah it, it, it people should should see that now um one thing I want to ask you about: that, I mean, who were your who were your influences? Because you know I mentioned Arnold and the Ronnie Coleman's and and the, them, but who who influenced you? Especially because I know like Alex Hermosie's one because that, that dude's your clone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, guys,
1: you guys are cut from the same cloth.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely the the hero at this point in my life, in this mm-hmm. season of my life. He's the guy I look up to the most. Um, I think when it, when it first came to, when it first came to just doing hard work, I'd say my dad's my biggest influence because yeah, yeah I, I never really understood like what hard work looked like. Cause things always came relatively easy for me. And I don't think it was because of any innate talent. I think it was just because the system that I was in just wasn't actually challenging. Like when I went to high school, I talked with my um, former classmates all the time and we look back and we're like, yeah, that school really failed us. They didn't challenge us at all. They just, um, they made it, made the classes so easy. Everyone would have, you know, 110% in their AP classes and then everyone would fill the AP test. But we were all told that we were so smart and stuff. And so once we had gotten to reality, once we got to college, you know, a bunch of our valedictorians that went to school with me, half of them failed their first semester. It was was brutal. Yeah, it was insane. Um, And so that was a bit of a wake-up call. And I mean, college wasn't necessarily hard either, but at the same time, I wasn't growing. And so I think just to grow itself, I really had to learn what hard work looked like. And I really wanted to push growing when it came to um, the first thing was studying for the MCAT or learning how to trade. Those are the first things. And I started to understand and reflect on it and being like, OK, so this this is like where my dad actually came into play, where he I'll, I'll come in sometimes and I'll see him just at like 2 a.m. doing the work. And recently, over the last year or two, I've adopted this mentality from Alex Ramosi where it's, um, I won't do my best, I will do what's required. Because a lot of times, doing your your best isn't enough. A lot of times, you're going to fall short. And so, to do what's required, to actually push forward on your goal, you're going to have to raise the bar for yourself. Because it's Mm -hmm. possible. Other people have done it. Whatever it is you're trying to do, probably someone else has done it before. Yeah, 100%. and if they haven't, then you know you're gonna have to do it yourself. Either way, you can go further than you could, you could you think you can possibly go. And so there's days where, you know, I was working on the curriculum, and I'd be telling myself, "Okay, I have to go to sleep because I have to trade tomorrow. Um, you know, I have to get X amount of hours of sleep." And but there's still stuff to be done. I had to finish this thing, and so I'd stay up until like three a.m., four a.m. working on the curriculum. And then I would sleep for two hours, wake up to trade, and I'd have some of the best trades I've ever had. And so I think a lot of times it's just removing these limiting beliefs we have about ourselves and about the yeah. world so that we can raise the bar and become better so that, so that we can actually match what the requirements are.
1: Yeah. It's almost yeah. like freeing yourself <laughs> from constraints.
0: Yes, it's, it's constraints. insane.
1: Because like society already has enough constraints where you have electric bill, medical bill, rent. Uh, the, the car bill like it goes on and on and on and on so yeah as long as you take off those like limiting beliefs and restraints on your mind your mentality it almost frees you and you feel like you're able to just control your reality and and yeah, yeah
0: you absolutely can it's yeah. it's you know i hear i used to hear people talking about like oh yeah like see reality the way you want to it's like almost like every every step i take it's almost like Neo in the Matrix, where he's like, "Oh, I can see the code. I can see what it's actually like."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And every time I just remove one of those little limiting beliefs, I get a little bit closer. And so I've paid, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to mentors and other professional traders, and just um, a lot of other people that are experts in their field to just sit down and talk to them for a couple sessions and they are able to break through a lot of the limiting beliefs that I previously had. And that's where I see the, this like lightning type of growth where all of a sudden in the span of like a month, I make insane amounts of of money and then, or I'll just grow massively in the gym. I think, you know, you can be very lucky and find people in your life that are experts in the field. And they're willing to do that for you because they actually care about you. and They like you, Um, like you, like I would not be where I'm at with the gym. If it wasn't for you, Austin, like it doesn't, like I would have to go out and pay some like someone I'd probably pick the wrong person to pay. Mm-hmm. But you come in and you break these limiting beliefs where, no, you don't have to train optimally, quote unquote, right? right? You can go hard in the gym and still progress. In fact, that's where you are going to progress in the gym. Um, And you just have to put yourself in those situations. You yeah, it's, it's zone, almost like, you like
1: letting go and just giving it your all into what you yeah. Because that's that's what I feel like is most important and i feel like that's just something that i wish i i knew earlier in my life where it was just dang like if i was able to just learn this knowledge and just understand that it's less to do with the training program the the protocols that you learn the 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 system that you are taught or the 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 all, all the literature that you read it's all about just giving it all giving your best effort. And yes, sometimes yeah. it's not enough, but it's the continuous every day just getting up and just putting in your best effort despite the amount of hours of sleep that you get, despite the the what happens in your day with family with you know relationships or whatnot, despite all of that if you're able to still get up and give your best, it might not be 100%, it might be 10%. But if it's still your best, you continuously doing this day after day. That's where you see the results come in.
0: Yeah, just show up because doing anything is going to add. It's going to add to the to the whole goal. Mm-hmm. It's just incremental steps, and you can you can take a big step today, you can take a small step tomorrow. But it's a step, and you're not going to backtrack, right?
1: 100%, 100%. So,
0: so I have one last question for you, and I always like to ask this and. If you were to start all over again, um, let's say with lifting or yeah. with um, with your just yeah, with your goals in general. What would be the number one advice in terms of either having the proper mentality or just actual technical advice you'd give to yourself when back then when you didn't know anything?
1: What okay, so th- actually the piece of advice that I wish I knew a while back then would be. Learn from everyone. So this is a a mentality that I've only recently adopted within, I'd say, following my my competition um, prep of last year, where, you know, yes, you might be thinking that you're doing the right things and you look to people above you who are quote unquote above you in terms of like status, attention, wealth whether they be more successful for you in whatever field that you want to be in, those aren't the only people that can give you advice. Like I'd say my physique and everything has improved drastically. When I started listening to one of my friends, Uh, I'm sure you met him, Hamza, Do you know, Hamza. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been training only two, three years, but he's almost essentially like a a sort of coach to me. And I kind of help him out with his training too where I kind of like, and I, I don't coach him where I like, I write his program or anything, but like, he'll ask me questions, just like, you know, how, when you ask me questions, I thought I'll just answer them. But he like is very like, almost like coach like, but he's only been training two, three years. But because I let my ego down and I didn't let that cloud my judgment, I'm able to learn from him. And he's noticed so many little details. Like I'll, I'll give you the biggest one there where the longest time my biceps never were improving. And I was like, why are my biceps improving? Like, I know I don't have weak biceps. It's just like, why, why do they look flat? Why don't they have that round pop? Like, once I have that, my physique is going to be taken to the absolute next level. And then I remember one time at the gym, I was just doing my normal curls and Hamza was there. And he was like, hey, Austin, I noticed when you curl, and I want you to look at your photos, because I've seen them in your photos too, your wrists are straight and they're not curled up mm-hmm. like 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 right now, Austin, do a front double bicep. So like, Atavio, you can think in your mind too right now. Do a front double bicep. When you do a front double bicep, what do your arms do? They curl, right? When you do a, a, a curl, like a barbell curl, why would your wrist be straight? When you do a front double bicep and you do your wrist straight, your bicep peaks don't flex fully. So the moment I made that adjustment, my peaks, I mean, within a week, Atavio, they improved. And I was like, what the heck? I've been training seven, eight years to that point, And I did not did not even consider that. And Hamza, who would only been training for two to three years, literally just pointed that out randomly, just like that. So I was like, dang, I should have listened to people a while back, like years ago, who would tell me these little things. And it wasn't out of like spite or anything. It was they were genuinely trying to help me. So that's the piece of advice I'd like to give, where it's listen to everybody because everyone has – a piece of advice to give you now there are people who are trying to do you wrong, but I mean, in terms of people who are actually trying to help you, listen to those who are just started, listen to those who are masters of the craft because they all might provide something that can help you.
0: Yeah. I, I that's a phenomenal point. And I actually do remember you giving me that exact same piece of advice when we trained, uh, I think it was like a year, a year or two ago. <laughs> I was still, I was still at, 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 the, at, UC, at the UC and, um, you looked at you looked at me because i was doing the same thing my wrist was straight and you're like hey just curl your wrist a little bit and it completely changes the feeling for the curl
1: oh yeah it's like yeah.
0: and i had a i had a big him. issue too yeah i used to not allow even people above me i was like i had an ego about it i was like oh, like like what do you know like because you mm-hmm. it's like people would train slightly differently and then you just let your guard down And then you know if people are trying to do you wrong um you can honestly just think about it a bit logically. And a lot of times when people try to give you bad advice, it doesn't take much time to actually find out that it's bad advice. Yeah. Yeah. And so you find out very quickly whether or not it will, if they know what they're talking about or if it was with, um, the intent that they give you that advice. But the people that actually give you good advice, it's going to work and you're going to see the results. And so you're going to continue doing it. Well, yeah I, yeah, I definitely I, think that that would definitely be the exact same advice I would give to people. I think the the reason I've been able to Move forward so quickly in life is because I've been willing to pay for other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because if you're on the same journey, right? You're in bodybuilding. You're you're not at the pinnacle yet. I'm no. not at the pinnacle of trading. I'm not. I'm never going to be at the pinnacle of trading because that's not what I want to do. Um, but because we're not at the pinnacle, that means that there's so many other people that we can learn from. Yeah, and we can exhaust all the free options, but eventually. In order to improve, you're going to have to pay for it. Yes. And so like, I think, you know, uh, if you guys for, are
1: – Even even for, like, me and the bodybuilding, I, I eventually will have to, and like, get with a top-level coach, like a honey Rambot, a, a, a Milo Sarchip. And this is the same thing with trading, like, as you yeah. went into. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, if, if I want to – you know, I've had a good fortune of meeting my mentor. He is someone who has put me in touch with a lot of different people. Um, in the trading realm, but I, I I still have to pay for it at, at times. And so I've spent tens of thousands of dollars, like meeting these people, um, getting into seats with actual proprietary firm owners and talking to these people. And every time, even with just one hour calls, you leave with these insane little tweaks that you can make to your trading and these perspectives that seem obvious in hindsight, but you just don't think to look for them. And those little tweaks are the things that are going to make you so much more money. If you can, like, like one thing I always like to tell people is if you trade with, let's say, um, like your goal is to make, let's say 10 grand a month. uh, And you are pushing for, um, you know, half a million shares of volume a month, which, which sounds like a lot for people who don't know about trading, but it's really not that much. If you're trading with half a million shares of volume per month, if you can take all of your trades and on average, you make one cent per share in terms of profit, just one penny more with all those shares, you make an extra $5,000 each month. That's it's, yeah. And it's just like, I talk to so many people that are looking to get into trading, or maybe they've been uh, trading for a while um, and, but they're not successful. And they come to me and they're like, Hey, can you review my strategy? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's look at it. And I'm looking at it and I do like this basic, basic like back of the napkin math in my head. And I'm like, did you like even like think if this was profitable? Like, did you like do the math to see if this works? And they're like, well, no, like I just kind of like put things together. And I'm like, like, why are you risking your money with stuff like that? You don't understand. And it's just these, these like obvious things that, you know, they might not think to think of, but they pay me to tell them. And then I have, I'm sure I have so many things like, there's just unknown unknowns where I have to go and pay other people to actually come and tell me. But as soon as you realize those things, your growth just explodes. It's absolutely insane. And you just keep pushing it until you hit the next plateau, and then you pay someone else. But by then, you just have so much more money; it's not a problem. Yeah. But then you so, almost
1: can, you almost can trust in your own beliefs and your own decisions and your own everything because you've learned from these people.
0: Yes, yeah. You're like, well, you know, this guy has a hundred million dollars. Like, why wouldn't I believe him? He's he's done with the thing I've tried to do. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy is coaches uh, Mr. Olympia competitors. Like, why would I not believe him?
1: Yeah, like yeah. for like, he has a certain amount of sandos. There's a reason, something he must be saying must be working. It's the same thing, yeah. yeah. In trading, like because people will like to discredit where oh, like this guy's a guru because this, because that. But at the end of the day, what do the results say? What does the end yes. say? And and that's and that's what matters. That's the results of your your product and everything. Of just yeah. At, at the end of the day, are you are you improving? Are you making more money? So
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I actually just had a conversation with, with like, this, um, with uh, my gym partner, because he told his parents, like, what I do, and, like, the money that I make, and naturally, they're skeptical, and they're like, what? Like, this guy, like, like, are you sure? Like, be careful around this guy. And, yeah, uh, but,
1: but it's like, <laughs> like, no, yeah, I'm the right way, and I'm not even pushing, like, for as much as I really could be.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. But then, like, you know, you showed the evidence, like... He showed my videos on YouTube. He shows my live trading, my recaps, all that stuff. And it's like, it's irrefutable. Like, you're like, okay, well, so yeah, he does. Like, what else can you say from that? And, you know, some people would be like, oh, you're just getting lucky. Well, I have a backlog of trades that I can show you where, you know, for the last three months, I haven't had a single red day. So it's not luck, it's consistency, which requires skill. Like, yeah, I still take losses and stuff, but I'm finishing almost every single day uh, on the green. Like today, I actually almost had my first red day uh, Oh wow! (laughs) in like three months, but I recovered with the last trade. I kept my shit together. I didn't get emotional about it. I didn't let my ego come into play being like, Oh, I'm not allowing myself to break the streak. I was just like, let me see if there's another opportunity out there. And I found something. And within a minute, I made that trade and I, I sold my shares and I got out of the, I got out. I was, I was down like 200 dollars it wasn't even a big red day but um I finished the day up 600.
1: and see it's because you persevered you did not get discouraged
0: yeah you I mean, didn't allow the you didn't allow your emotions to kick in and lead you to making stupid decisions that's gonna dig you a deeper hole right like in the gym like if you let your ego come into play you're probably gonna load up more weight than you can handle probably not going to be doing things with good form you're gonna get injured and all of a sudden you can't train for a couple weeks because way you not know, if- even more
1: and and even on a on a smaller scale, even if you're not even injured, you're gonna be exhausted for the rest of the workout. How are you gonna get a pump? How are you gonna have a good workout? Yeah. I feel good. Exactly. And it bleeds into the next day and the next and the next. So yeah, I mean, th- these are things that, like you said, it's a work on progress. We're still not where we wanna be. So it's gonna be very interesting to see. It's even like this is your first podcast here. So yeah. With the guest. Yeah. And I think.
0: Yeah. I think it's really just a matter because like now we have the trajectory. I think mm-hmm. so many people, they don't know what they want to do. And so I think it's just like it's just a matter of doing stuff. But for us, we know what we want to do. We know how we have to get there. It's just a matter of doing the work and yes. just doing the volume. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's all about, yeah, just, just keep going. Because we're yeah. almost like if you're on a hike and you see the peak, the mountaintop, but it's just climbing those steps to get there. It's almost like, have you ever done like, intense cardio sessions you're like okay i'm gonna do 10 minutes and you're at like not you're nine minutes in, you're dying and you're like oh shit i've got to go one more minute let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going like yeah. it's almost it there it's just keep going keep doing what you're doing keep putting in the work the results will speak for themselves that goes for everybody exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah you just keep adding the pebbles and all of a sudden you're at the top of a mountain yep yeah all right austin i think this is a good spot to end it this has been an absolute pleasure Every conversation that we have, guys, is exactly like this. You know, Austin yeah. and I, we're, we're on different paths, and so we don't speak very often anymore. However, when we do, it is actual conversations of substance, and that's stuff that I could not cherish more. And so thank you for hopping on on this call. If you guys are interested in checking out Austin's social media, um, what's your what's your handles, Austin?
1: Yeah, so uh, my Instagram will be aus.rivera. That's the main primary source of content um you can also find me on in or on tiktok but i don't really post on there but just type in austin Rivera or with the same handle as my instagram but like Otavio said this is literally like we could we could go like a month without seeing each other or even like three months and then every conversation no matter like even if it's just for like a two-hour training session or if we go at h&w like it, it's like it's always like this and even with our friends who come with us sometimes like they'll get into the conversations too. Cause they're like, Oh shoot. Like this is, this is how these guys are. Dang. Okay. Let me <laughs> like, like let me yeah. step it up. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it is a pleasure always talking to you about Davio and blessings to you, your girlfriend. And I, I wish the best for all of you guys. And um, we, we're going to, we're going to keep in touch more.
0: Yeah. I think you should definitely come back on in the future. We, we can do a full video when we have, when we have everything set up.
1: Yeah, 100%. We yeah. can only do that. But everyone, bye Conquest Trader.